Welcome to the Private School Leader Podcast, where private school leaders learn how to thrive and not just survive at one of the most difficult jobs on earth. I'm your host, Mark Minkus. I want to start today's episode with a few questions for you as you serve your private school. I want you to really think about these questions. Do you ever get to the end of the day and feel like you didn't get anything done, even though you worked really hard? Does the tyranny of the urgent control your day at school? Do you wish that you felt productive during the day instead of feeling exhausted from just putting out fires all day? And the fourth question, do you ever sit down at your desk and not know what to do next? So you start checking email. I'm going to guess that you said yes to one or more of those questions. Well, I'm here today to tell you that there is a way to make this better. There is a way for you to be more productive as you serve your private school. And on today's episode of the Private School Leader Podcast, we are going to learn the top four productivity hacks for busy private school leaders. You probably know that at the beginning and end of every episode of the Private School Leader Podcast, I say that being a private school leader is one of the most difficult jobs on earth. And I really believe that. Having been a private school leader for over 30 years, I know how all of this feels. I know what it's like to work your butt off and feel like you've accomplished nothing. I know what it feels like to never get to my own work because I'm working on everyone else's priorities all day. And you've got an upset parent, you've got a student, you've got a teacher that needs your attention. The board president calls and just your day sometimes just goes sideways. I know what that feels like. And all that work that you didn't get to during the day, I know what it's like to have to take all of it home and then have my daughter say, hey dad, when do we get to see you instead of the back of your laptop? Now, I don't have all the answers. I've messed up time and time again when it comes to trying to be productive at school, but I've also learned a lot over the last 30 years about how to be productive at school. And what I want to do today is teach you, it's, it's not magic, it's not a magic spell that will eliminate every interruption and guarantee that you finish every item on your to-do list, but that said, these strategies will make a huge difference if you use them. Now, quickly, before we jump into that, I just want to ask for a quick favor. My mission is to help private school leaders thrive as they serve their schools. And I was wondering if you could please help me with that by sharing the link to this podcast with another leader or aspiring leader that you know. Thank you for doing that. All right. So what are the top four productivity hacks for busy private school leaders? Number one, leverage the power of an index card. Number two, claim some white space. Number three, tame your inbox. And number four, decide when you're going to leave school at the end of the day. All right, but before we get started, I have to tell you one more thing. And I'm gonna tell you about the secret sauce that will ensure that these strategies will actually work. We're going to talk about four strategies, but you need the secret sauce first, and here it is. Number one, be intentional, and number two, believe that this is possible. So first of all, the first ingredient in the secret sauce is to be intentional. Here's what I mean. Most private school leaders let the day happen to them instead 
of being more intentional about how they spend their time. And like I said a few minutes ago, I know that we have very, very unpredictable jobs. A kid pushes another kid at recess. An angry parent shows up unannounced in the office. A teacher has to suddenly leave at 10 a.m. because her child's school called and he's in the nurse's office. Your board president wants to talk to you right now. I get it. You are not in control of big chunks of your day, but there are some parts of your day where you can be more productive if you are intentional about how you spend that time. Every day you do meaningful work, but one of the reasons that you feel discouraged at the end of the day is because you spent your entire day on work that is not meaningful because it was someone else's priorities. And here's the thing, by being intentional, I guarantee that you will spend more time each day on meaningful work and over time that you will feel happier and more fulfilled at your private school. And that brings me to the second ingredient of the secret sauce. You have to believe that this is possible. Many private school leaders just believe, well, it is what it is. It's, I'm just so busy and it's this hustle culture that we've glamorized in our, in here in the United States. Um, it's the hamster wheel, it's the treadmill, whatever analogy you want to use. Uh, it's that grind, rise and grind. And it's kind of become not only expected, but it's become actually glamorized. But it is what it is, is not an answer. And it's really a recipe for you to be burnout and miserable at your private school. The fact that everyone else is in control of your time and that your priorities don't matter is very deflating. And if you say it is what it is, well, I just think that that's a limiting belief that's keeping you stuck on the hamster wheel. And I would just ask you to consider, just consider that there's another way. I found another way and I'm gonna share it with you today and I think it can work for you as well. So let's get started. The top four productivity hacks for private school leaders, busy private school leaders. Okay, productivity hack number one, leverage the power of an index card. Okay, at the end of a long day at school, there's a reason that you feel like you didn't get anything done even though you've worked really hard and that's because you didn't get to work on the things that you were your priorities. And this is a huge problem, and I really want you to listen to this. The long-term effect of this, working on other people's priorities and not doing meaningful work, the long-term effect is discouragement, disillusionment, frustration, exhaustion, burnout, and a lack of job satisfaction. And you can fix that. But before we learn how to fix that, I want to just pause and stop. And if you're multitasking, I just want you to come back to me for a second. And I want you to hear this again, that the long-term effect of not working on meaningful work and only working on everyone else's priorities, the long-term effect is discouragement, disillusionment, frustration, exhaustion, burnout, and a lack of job satisfaction. And I don't want that for you. Your teachers and your kids, your family, your loved ones, your friends, they don't want that for you either. And you can fix that feeling with a stack of index cards and a pen. And that's what we're going to learn here in the next few minutes. So here's the thing. The first thing that you do when you arrive at work, you're going to need five to 10 minutes to do this with the index card. And you might say, oh, oh, hold on. I never have any peace and quiet in the morning. I, I don't have five minutes. I don't have 10 minutes. I hit the ground running and then it is just a crazy day all day long. 
okay, just stop and listen to yourself. You're already just throwing out that limiting belief that this is impossible and it is what it is. Yes, there are many reasons why your days are crazy and many of those are out of your control. But if this means you have to arrive at work 10 minutes earlier at the beginning of your day to do this with this index card, then that's what you have to do or nothing is going to change. And here's the, here's the one other thing I'll mention. Let's say that the mornings are insane. They're just, they're just crazy. They're out of control. If you literally can't do this during the first five minutes of your day, then do it at the end of the day before you leave. All right. So I've removed the excuses. It's either going to happen with this index card at the beginning of the day, or it's the last thing you're going to do before you leave for the day. And you're going to create your index card for tomorrow for the next day. All right. So take an index card and write the date at the top. And then next to it, write your compelling why at the top as well. Now, hopefully that's a familiar term if you've been listening to the Private School Leader podcast, because back in episode one, I talked about how I write throwing starfish at the top of my task list every day. I write the date and right next to it, I write throwing starfish. So let me tell you that story very quickly. And you can also go back and listen. Episode one at about the seven minute mark um, is where I explain how to come up with your compelling why. But quickly, mine is throwing starfish. So here it is. One day, there was a little boy that was on the beach, and he was throwing something into the ocean. And kind of off further down the beach, there was an old man, and he's walking, and he's getting closer to the boy, and he's curious about what the boy is doing. And as the man gets closer, he sees that there's starfish all over the beach. So he walks up to the little boy, and he says, what are you doing? And the little boy looks at the old man and he says, well, it's low tide and all of these starfish are here on the beach and the sun is coming up. And if I don't throw them back into the ocean, they're going to die. So the man looks to the left and looks to the right and he says, son, there's thousands of starfish as far as you can see in either direction. How could you possibly make a difference? And the little boy reaches down and picks up a starfish and throws it into the ocean and looks at the old man and said, it made a difference to that one. So that's my compelling reason why, throwing starfish. The reason I get up every morning, go to work, and do a good job and work really hard, it, it's not for my principal. It, no principal, I've said this in episode one, no principal or parent or paycheck is going to be compelling enough for you to do this most difficult, one of the most difficult jobs on earth as a private school leader. You have to have a really, really strong reason why you're doing it. And it's a phrase, it's a sentence, it's a word, and you're writing that next to the date at the top of your index card. Okay. So again, quickly, if you want to go back and listen to that and get a more fleshed out and get the context, episode one around the seven minute mark, and then come up with your compelling why. All right. So your index card it's at the top, it has the date, and you write your compelling reason why. Now, you're going to write down three to four things that you must do that day. So no less than two, no more than four. And you'll notice that I didn't call it your to-do list, I called it your must-do list. Those words are powerful and they're important. And so this is your must-do list. And another thing that's very important is that the first word on your must-do list when you write down a task, it must be a verb at the beginning of the sentence. 
So let me give you a couple of examples. Don't put Miller slash math. Write down schedule observation and debrief with Samantha Miller. See how there was a verb at the beginning of that sentence. Don't write down fifth grade field trip. Put write the packing list email, send to fifth grade parents. And then one more example, don't put Mrs. Johnson issue on your must-do list. Put call Mrs. Johnson to discuss Adam's challenges at recess. Having a verb as the first word will eliminate the need for your brain to think about what to do because you're going to do the thing. You're just going to do that verb. So if it's call, you're going to pick up the phone. If it's schedule, you're going to open your Google Calendar. If it's write, you're going to open up a Google Doc or open up an email. And the brain is so tired and your brain is so tired because of how busy you are at your private school that having a verb at the beginning of the task on your must-do list can be a game changer. And more than one leader that I've coached over the past few years have said that this one thing, starting each sentence with a verb, was a game changer for them. All right, so I need to pause for a moment and just have you picture this in your mind. You're sitting at your desk, on the right corner of your desk is an index card, and on that index card at the top is the date and your compelling why. And below that, you have a must-do list of three to four phrases or sentences, but the first word of that phrase or that sentence is a verb. Okay, so you've got that picture in your mind. You've got that index card on the corner of your desk. Now, this is where the magic happens. You are going to schedule time in your day to work on your must-do list. And we'll talk about that when we get to the next productivity hack number two, which is claim some white space. But you're going to schedule your must-do list into your day. And I know that some days, some times of the day are busier for you than others. For me, it's arrival, a mid-morning standing meeting, that lunch recess block um, dismissal and then the first 45 minutes after dismissal because that's when the parent calls because their child came home and said, hey, this happened at school today. So I always leave that time um, available for those kinds of calls. So sometimes are more are busier than others. And I know that. But every private school leader listening to this podcast has different times of the day that are super busy and some that are busy and some that are just a little less busy. So you need to just claim some time. I would recommend 15 minutes, maybe 30 minutes um, in the morning, maybe mid-morning, and then 15 or 30 minutes um, in the afternoon. But whatever works for you, however time, however much time you can carve out, the earlier in the day is better because as you get tired and decision fatigue sets in, you're going to be less likely to maintain your discipline and get the things on your must-do list done. All right, we're wrapping up this first productivity hack. Most of the time, when I get back to my office, I have a hard time remembering what I was working on or what I should do next because I've just been out there solving problems in the school. And sometimes I just stand there or I plop down in my chair and I just stare at nothing or stare at the screen and a lot of times what I used to do was I would just open up my laptop and start going through emails. And I just, I beg you, please listen, tune in here. Come back to me if you're multitasking. I beg you, don't do that. Don't just open email. 
I'm going to tell you why this is such a bad idea when we get to productivity hack number three, but the index card on the corner of your desk will make sure that you always know what to do next when you come back from being out at in the school or at a meeting or when you sit down at your desk. And then when you accomplish something on your must-do list, you get that big dopamine hit when you draw a line through each item on your must-do list. I promise you that if you do this, you will feel better at the end of the day because you got something important done and you got something that done that was important to you. And I also promise you that you will feel more productive because you will be more productive. So if we're looking at the top four productivity hacks for busy private school leaders, hack number one is to have an index card on the corner of your desk with three to four must-do tasks, and each task starts with a verb. All right, productivity hack number two is claim some white space. I want to tell you about a person named Laura Vanderkam. Laura Vanderkam is a time management expert, and she has a TED Talk called How to Gain Control of Your Free Time. And this TED Talk has 13 million views on the TED Talk website and 7 million views on YouTube. And I strongly encourage you to watch it. It's less than 12 minutes long. And I'm not using hyperbole to say that it is 12 minutes that could change your life. And I'll link that TED Talk in the show notes and you can get those over at theprivateschoolleader.com slash episode seven. There might be a thing or two in her TED Talk that might make you roll your eyes and you say, yeah, right, sure. But I want to tell you that this 12-minute TED Talk changed my concept of time and how I apply it at work, and it's made a huge difference in the way that I approach my workday and has made me much more productive. And for me, it's all about claiming the white space on my calendar. So let me explain what I mean. In her TED Talk, Laura Vanderkam talks about figuring out your priorities and then scheduling them into your calendar. So this is how it works for me. I take my calendar and I schedule all the things that I have absolutely no choice but to attend. So, you know, faculty meetings, board meetings, uh, grade level meetings, um, meeting with your head of school or meeting with your board president, uh, meeting with an upset parent. So those are in there. Now, everything else is white space and I claim it before someone else does. And I start by scheduling time for my must-do list. So again, the index card on the corner of my desk, I schedule in some time to work on my must-do list. Then you need to schedule one to three things that prioritize taking care of you. And I really want to encourage you to schedule lunch. And I, I hear you. You're saying, oh, I'm way too busy to eat lunch. Well, I'm going to challenge you on that because I believe that you deserve to eat lunch every day. And even if it's for 15 minutes, even if it's standing up, you have to make yourself a priority because no one else is going to make you a priority. Nobody's coming. No one's coming to rescue you. And uh, no one, if you're head of school, your board president, your board, they're not coming to rescue you. They're not coming to make sure that you eat lunch. They're not coming to make sure that you take care of yourself. So, I implore you to schedule, even if it's 15 minutes, for lunch and protect that time. Now, it might get bumped. You might eat lunch at 3 o'clock, um, but to have that food to give you energy for what you have in the afternoon. Um, and then let's stick with the theme of taking care of you and scheduling it into the white space on your calendar. I want to challenge you to schedule something, just one thing, 
that's five to 10 minutes long during your school day that takes care of you. And something that is 15 to 30 minutes long outside of school that takes care of you. So we're talking about five minutes at school and 15 minutes at home. We're talking about maybe 10 minutes at the most at school, maybe 30 minutes at home. This is 20 to 40 minutes total in your day where you are doing something to take care of yourself. And you're worth it because here's the thing I'm telling you from experience. I've been burnt out. I've been in the hospital with ulcers. I have been in the hospital with stress-induced vertigo. Um, I have had all kinds of issues because of not taking care of myself. But about 10 years ago, I changed that practice. And you, I just am telling you, if you don't take time for yourself, and it's just going to be that frustration and that overwhelm and that burnout, and you're setting yourself up for a short career in private school leadership or worse, hospital stay, lousy relationships with your family members and your friends. So let's get back to like what this actually looked like looks like. At school, this could be doing a five-minute mindfulness practice, or it could be walking around during recess. For me, I kill two birds with one stone, and I get fresh air and get a walk and some social time with the kids and my teachers when I walk around during recess and lunch. And I schedule that into my calendar every single day. Every single day on my calendar, it says uh, recess and lunch. At home, this could be taking a walk or reading a book, having 30 minutes of device-free free time with your spouse or partner or your kids or your sister or your best friend. And notice that I said device-free time to just hang out, to just talk, to just be present. Now, next thing I want you to do is to schedule some of your good intentions. Now, good intentions, what I mean is these are the things that you know that you should do, but that you never have time to do at school. So it could be classroom observations. It could be popping into the soccer game for 30 minutes. It could be write an encouraging note to a teacher, or it could be just popping into a classroom or walking around during lunch and recess, like I said, or it could be proactive planning for the future that you never get around to because you're so busy putting out fires. So claim some white space for those tasks and start small. I would recommend that if you schedule 30 minutes once a week and just, if you want to call it good intentions or GI, if other people have access to your calendar and you don't want them to be asking you what that's all about, if that goes well, you can slowly add to the time. All right. And now you're going to also schedule two times a day where you're going to respond to emails. Yes, I said that you're going to have two specific times per day where you're going to look at email and more about that in hack number three in just a moment. So finally, every Friday afternoon, you're going to claim the white space on your calendar for the next week. Now, I know that was a lot, um, but again, I'm going to have everything kind of written out for you in a a guide kind of format, a, a, a list there at the uh, show notes that I'll mention how to get those again at the end of the podcast. So do this as we wrap up hack number two, watch the TED talk, then sit down with your calendar and claim the white space on your calendar in this order. Number one, things about which you have no choice. Number two, time for working on your must do list. Number three, five to 10 minutes during the day the school day and 20 to 30 minutes outside of school where you are intentionally prioritizing yourself. 
Number four, schedule your good intentions. Start with just 30 minutes a week. Number five, schedule two specific times per day for email. And number six, every Friday afternoon, you're going to work on claiming the white space in your calendar for the following week. So I mentioned that that TED Talk will be linked in the show notes. And we're going to move on now to hack number three. Productivity hack number three is tame your inbox. Okay. I want to say that I know that, again, that was a lot. And, and, and even though it's really valuable, um, I just want to remind you that at the privateschoolleader.com slash episode seven, those show notes, everything will be there for you. I know that we're covering a lot of content today. But something I want you to do when we're talking about taming your inbox is I want you to literally repeat after me. I'm going to say something that I'm going to pause and I want you to say it after me. Ready? My inbox is a chronological list of everyone else's priorities. Say it. All right, we're going to do that again. Repeat after me. My inbox is a chronological list of everyone else's priorities. Say it. All right. One of the lowest impact tasks of your day is responding to email, but we spend way too much time opening up email, responding to it, and going down that rabbit hole. Do you want to be in control of your inbox instead of it controlling you? Do you want to get more done every day? Okay, then listen up. I used to have this problem. It's a low brain energy task. You come back from a meeting, you're not sure what to do. Well, we took care of that with your index card. You're going to always know what to do. But email is something that needs to be tamed. It is a chronological list of everyone else's priorities, not your priorities. So step one, you're going to schedule 30 minutes in the morning and 30 minutes in the afternoon when you will work on email and only work on email. And this is probably one of the most important sentences in this podcast. Do not look at email first thing in the morning. I am going to tell you that again. Do not look at email first thing in the morning. And you're like, oh, but Mark, I hear, I got to see what, who needs me and this and that and the other thing. And it's, this is going to take self-discipline and a mindset, sh mindset shift, but you can do it. Of course, you're going to get interrupted and you'll have to come back to it, but pick the two times of the day that you're least likely to be interrupted. Okay. So step one is to schedule it. Step two, go through your emails, oldest to newest using the two minute rule. If you can respond to the email in two minutes or less, then do it. If it's going to take more than two minutes, then mark it as unread and move on to the next email and it'll still be there and we'll get back to that. When you get to the most recent email, go back to the first email that you marked as unread and work on it until it's done. And then the next one and the next one and so on until your 30 minutes is up or whatever time you've allotted for email. And then step three, you have to build your self-discipline with this strategy, and you will also train your teachers and parents and other admins and even board members that you are not going to get an immediate, they're not going to get an immediate response from you. When someone asks you, did you see my email? Just honestly answer and say, no, not yet, but I will get to it this morning or I'll get to it this afternoon because you have a time scheduled in the morning and one in the afternoon. You have to change your mindset about what is urgent at your school. Okay, let me tell you what I mean. There are very few things at your school in an, e in, in an email that are so urgent that they can't wait until the next time that you are scheduled to look at email. Let me say that again. 
There are very few things at your school in an email that are so urgent that they can't wait until the next time that you are scheduled to look at your email. Also, think of how many ways that people can reach you if something is actually urgent. They can buzz your desk phone. They can text you. They can call your cell. Or if you're like me, you have a walkie-talkie. There are so many ways that people can get a hold of you if there's something urgent. Other people's definition and your definition of urgent are rarely the same. Your email inbox is a lion and you are the lion tamer and you are going to tame your inbox. So one more time, my inbox is a chronological list of everyone else's priorities. I want you to sear that into your brain. All right, we're almost there. Top four productivity hacks for busy private school leaders. Hack number one, have an index card on the corner of your desk with three to four must-do tasks, and each task starts with a verb. Hack number two, claim the white space on your calendar. Hack number three is tame your inbox. And productivity hack number four, decide when you're going to leave for the day. Last summer, I had a painting project at home, and... I said, okay, this is going to take me two days to get the materials, move the furniture, fill the holes, paint the room, etc. Okay, two days. Do you want to guess how long it took for me to paint that room? It took exactly two days. Okay, so do you remember when you were in high school and you had a big project that was due in three weeks? How long did it take you to finish that project? Well, if you're like most people, it took you three weeks. And this is because of something called Parkinson's Law. Parkinson's law is, the definition is, work expands to fill the time allotted for its completion, okay? Work expands to fill the time allotted for its completion. So, Parkinson's law applies to your workday as well at school. That's why you're going to start deciding when you're going to leave school at the end of the day. All right, so let me unpack this for you. Let's say that you decide that you're going to leave school at 5.30 p.m., your brain then starts to subconsciously fill that time and your work will expand to fill that time. Now, let's say that you don't pick a time, which is what most private school leaders do. You don't pick a time when you're going to leave school for the day. Now your work is going to continue to expand until you actually leave the building. And now instead of 5.30, it's 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. So let me just throw this disclaimer out there. I know, I get it. There are times where you are going to leave school at, at different days, different times because of evening events or a huge incident with a student or needing to suspend a student. Um, there's a teacher or a parent that just torpedoes your day and you have to stay late on that day when you had hoped to leave at an earlier time. I've been there. I get that. We've all been there. Okay. But I want you to hear this. I really want you to hear this. You are not always in control of when you leave for the day, but you are in control of when you leave far more often than you think. And I will prove it to you if you will do something for two weeks, for the next two weeks. I want you to try this. Every morning, I want you to look at your day and decide when you're going to leave school for that day and then put it into your calendar. And I want you to try it for two weeks and then I want you to email me with your results. So, if you get an email from me every week, that's great. Just hit reply. If not, my email address is mark.o.minkus at gmail.com. That's M-A-R-K dot O dot M-I-N-K-U-S at gmail.com. 
what you're going to find is that you're going to have many more days when you actually leave school closer to that time. So you're probably still skeptical. I get that. Um, you're saying, yeah, right, this will never work. All right, let me give you one more example of how Parkinson's law can work in your favor. I've always found that my most productive day of the year is the day before I leave for our annual family vacation. I know that certain must, things must get done before I leave, so I get a lot done, and then I leave at the end of the day, and I go on vacation with my family. I had a time constraint that was built in, and I was able to get my work done in that time frame. And if you give yourself a time constraint at the end of each day, your work with Parkinson's law, your work will expand to fill that time, but you will still leave close to that time. Deciding on a time when you're going to leave school each day is actually going to increase your productivity and get you out of the building at a time when you still have a little bit of yourself left for your family, for your friends, or just for yourself. And again, try it for two weeks, email me, and let me know how it went. If you get an email from me every week, that's great. Just hit reply. If not, my email address is mark.o.minkus at gmail.com. That's M-A-R-K dot O dot M-I-N-K-U-S at gmail.com. Big takeaways from today's episode. We talked about the four best productivity hacks for busy private school leaders. In order for these to work, you first must apply the secret sauce, which is be intentional and then believe that it is possible. And then hack number one is to leverage the power of an index card. And I want you to just picture this again, picture this in your mind, in your office, on the corner of your desk is an index card with a list of three to four things that you must do today. Each task on that list begins with a verb. Every time you come back to your desk, the first thing that you do is look at that index card. All right, that's hack number one. Hack number two, claim some white space on your calendar. Schedule the things about which you have no choice first, then schedule some time to work on your must-do list. Try and schedule at least 30 minutes once a week to work on your good intentions list, things that you should do that you never get around to do, and then twice a day, schedule time to work on email. And then finally, on Friday afternoon, you're going to work on claiming the white space on your calendar for next week. Hack number three, tame your inbox. Remember, I'll say it for the 15th time, your inbox is a chronological list of everyone else's priorities. You are going to have the self-discipline to decide when you're going to respond to emails, and then you're going to follow the two-minute rule. And hack number four is to decide when you're going to leave school for the day and then schedule it into your calendar. So I want to give you a call to action. Your call to action this week is to start using an index card on the corner of your desk. It has your must-do list. It has the date at the top. It has your compelling why in a phrase or a word at the top. That must-do list is three or four tasks. They start with a verb. I want you to try this for two weeks, and then I want you to send me an email and tell me how it's going. All right, let's wrap it up. I hope that you got value from this episode. The Private School Leader Podcast exists to help you thrive and not just survive at one of the most difficult jobs on earth. And from one private school leader to another, I know that you have a very 
difficult job as you serve your school and that you have very specific issues that you face in your private school. And my goal is to take my 30 years of experience, tell you the things that I wish that I had known and help you learn from the mistakes that I made and how I'm thriving now. And I've created a free resource for you, and it's called The Six Things That Every Private School Teacher Wants From Their Leader. This guide is a six-page PDF that will be a game-changer for you, and I guarantee you that if you do these six things, the teachers at your school will be happy to follow you. And you can pick up your free guide by going to theprivateschoolleader.com slash guide. That's theprivateschoolleader.com slash guide to get your six things that every private school teacher wants from their leader. Be sure to subscribe subscribe to this podcast so that you never miss an episode and you can find the show notes for today's episode and the link to Laura Vanderkam's TED Talk at theprivateschoolleader.com slash episode seven. A new episode of the Private School Leader podcast comes out every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. You can connect with me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by looking for at the Private School Leader. And if you got value from this episode, please subscribe, share it with other leaders, leave a rating, leave a review. That helps to further our mission of helping private school leaders thrive at their schools. I've been your host, Mark Minkus. I just want to say that I appreciate you and the amazing work that you're doing as you serve your school. And thank you so much for taking some of your precious time to join me here today. And I'll see you on the next time at the Private School Leader Podcast. Until then, always remember to serve first lead second, and make a difference.